According to Ephesians chapter 6, the choice of weapon for the Spirit of God that lives on the inside of you and on the inside of me is the Word of God. Hello, I'm Pastor Gray, pastor of Emmanuel Baptist Church of Longview. In just a moment, you're getting ready to go into the service here at Emmanuel. And guess what we use to give the Spirit to work in our lives? The Word of God. I trust that the sermon you're about to hear, that God's Spirit will use it as His sword, and according to Hebrews, that it will get down into us and it'll start working in us, dividing asunder, and will do His perfect work. May the Lord bless you as you listen to the truth of God's Word. For the past hour, we have been blessed by the youth of our church. And uh, when the Bible says, Paul told Timothy, be thou an example of the believer. We've been shown a prime example of what love is. Psalms 55, if you will. This was not the sermon for tonight. And I had to leave during handshaking because the Lord said, you're going to change it. It's in that letter C category. All my sermons are archived and they are archived alphabetically. The teenage girls one time were in the office in there and they decided they'd write me a message by messing up all my sermons. My first response was when I walked in, it was like, who's been fooling with my sermons? The A's over here and the D's down here. And then I stepped back and they had written me a message with all of the letters. And, uh, and it says, you're fired. No, I'm kidding. And uh, so, but uh, Psalms chapter 55 and, and uh, this truly is a out of right field for me, but the Lord just kind of brought this text to my mind. I have been relying upon these set of verses here recently, Psalms chapter 55. And if you would look at verse number one, give ear to my prayer, O God, and hide not thy face from my supplication. Attend unto me and hear me. I mourn to my com complaint and make a noise. Because of the voice of the enemy, because of the oppression of the wicked, for they cast iniquity upon me, and in wrath they hate me. My heart is sore pained within me, and the terrors of death are fallen upon me. Fearfulness and trembling are come upon me, and horror hath overwhelmed me. And I said, Oh, that I had wings like a dove, for then would I fly away and be at rest. Lo, there would I wander far off and remain in the wilderness, Selah. I would hasten my escape from the windy storm and tempest. Destroy, O Lord, and divide their tongues, for I have seen violence and strife in the city. Day and night they go about it upon the walls thereof, uh, mischief also and sorrow one in the midst of it, or in the midst of it. Wickedness is in the midst thereof. Deceit and guile depart not from her streets, for it was not an enemy that reproached me. Uh, then I could have uh, borne it. Neither was it he that hated me that did magnify himself against me. Then I would have hid myself from him. But it was thou, a man mine equal, my guide and my acquaintance. We took sweet counsel together and walked into the house of God in company. Let death seize upon them and let them go down quick into hell. For wickedness is in their dwellings and among them as for me. I will call upon God and the, and the Lord shall save me. Evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud and he shall hear my voice. He hath delivered my soul in peace from the battle 
that was against me, for there were many with me. God shall hear and afflict them, even he that abideth of old, Selah. Behold, because they have no changes, therefore they fear not God. He hath put forth his hands against such as be at peace with him. He hath broken his covenant. The words of his mouth were smoother than butter, but war was in his heart. His words were softer than oil, yet were they drawn uh, swords. Verse 22 is, is the verse that I have drawn strength from. The rest of the verses are not applicable to any people and should not be applicable to anybody in your life. But verse 22 is, is just that verse. Can we read it together out loud? Are you ready? Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. But thou, O God, shalt bring them down into the pit of destruction. Bloody and deceitful men shall not live out half their days, but I will trust in thee. I do not think that your circumstance nor my circumstance with the people around me or around you even qualify for such prayers. David was surrounded by Ahithophel. He was a counselor. He was the, the grandfather of Bathsheba. He was surrounded by Absalom. Absalom had rent the kingdom from him, and Absalom now is doing his best to overthrow. Absalom, under the counsel of Ahithophel, was given the counsel to, to take the concubines and, uh, and do immoral things with them in the sight of all the people. He then sent out messengers to kill Absalom. Absalom died among the oaks. David there at the last of when Absalom died, Joab thought he was doing David a favor by striking Absalom through the heart as he hung there in the oaks. But this was not David's desire. But through it all, David knew that I am being pursued by people. I, I do not think that you nor I are surrounded by people who truly want our demise. But regardless of those, we still carry one thing, and it's found there in verse number 22, the third word, and that is the word burden. Burden. I want to talk about this one subject tonight. What is your burden? What are you doing with your burden? What is your burden and what are you doing with your burden? And let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, there are many things in the Bible that I, I truly thought, I, I, I thought that you wanted me to preach on and the sermon's already done and the, uh, the, the title slide has already been put out. And, but Lord, standing here tonight, I knew that you wanted me to run to this familiar verse in my world. And tonight I just want to be able to tell your people that you are a God that can deal and handle their burdens. Thank you for putting David's life in the book and putting it among the pages so that we can glean from his world. And Lord, I ask that we'll focus in on this one verse tonight. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Many of the Psalms that David penned were psalms of realism. David did not hide anything from God. David had that unique ability of going to God and sometimes asking God to kill the enemy. He wanted God to do some very incredibly hurtful things to his enemy. But David had that unique ability of going to the Lord and being honest 
about his burden. Miss Becky, we all appreciated you this morning. And as you were singing, I know that uh, uh, you need to know this from us as a church. We sure do love you. And we knew that your heart was carrying a burden. We may not know what it is, but how many would agree through an amen that that was indicative of all of our worlds right now? Let me tell you something. This burden that you have, everybody's going to have their fair share of burdens through life. Nobody will be exempt from troubles and trials in this life. Regardless of your age, regardless of your stage, there will come a time when you will turn the corner of life and laying before your feet that you must pick up will be a burden. David's burden is very clear in the text. His burden were the enemies. His burden was a counselor that had switched sides and started giving counsel that was detriment to the family. His burden was a son that had rebelled and overthrown and, and he refused to fight with. So now he, instead of a palace, he's living in a cave. And instead of people singing his praises, he has a shimei now that is cursing and throwing stones. This was the burden. These burdens, though, are something that is to make you better. They are not to make you bitter. It's just a cliche. It's on a shirt, it's on a bumper sticker, but boy, it is the truth. God never sends trials or allows trials to fall into your path without God wanting these burdens to be cared for in a very spiritual way. I saw one of our dear ladies this week kind of grow up spiritually and she'll, she and her husband will be the only two that will recognize the, 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 the context of this. She texted and she said, Pastor, can we meet? Can, can, can we meet for help? And I said, yes. Let me know when it's a good time for y'all to meet. And then I got a text back just a little bit later that said this, Pastor, I think I'm just going to go back to God, the Word, the preaching. And I think I'm just going to go backwards. You know, in my mind, she went forward. You see, when God says, cast thy burden, what he's saying here is this, whatever it is in your life, and I don't know your particular burdens, but could I describe your burden tonight? And could I ask you this, that the burden may be something that occupies your mind. It may be something that when you're in a crowd, you're not really there in the crowd, you are wandering to that burden. You can't enjoy family gatherings. You can't enjoy fellowship times. You can't even enjoy coming into church. How many services have you sat through that the service has been a blind blur because of your burden? It is something that you know when you leave, you're going to have to pick it back up, so why not deal with it now? And, and everything that, that this burden is in your life, but it occupies your mind. It robs the moment from your world. It does not let you enjoy the children. It does not let you enjoy the people around. I have not looked at this sermon in years, and out beside here I have a story that I have forgotten about. It's, it's, it's a son, and a dad comes home from work, and he's, he's in the paper, and, uh, and you could tell that he's just occupying his time and reading the paper, and the son comes up, and he simply says, Dad, can, can I have uh, five minutes of your time? And the dad says, don't bother me, son, just don't bother me. The son comes back and says, Dad, how much do you make in an hour? And the dad says, Son, you're bothering me. Just get away from me. Dad's got a lot of things on his mind. The son comes back and he says later, and he says, Dad, how much do you make 
in, 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 a, in, in a couple of minutes. And the dad says, son, get away from me. I, Dad's occupied. Dad's got things going on. He comes back and says, dad, how much do you make in a minute? Finally, the dad said, what do you want? And the boy holds out two quarters, and he says, is this enough to buy a minute of your time? Y'all, this burden, it can be something that worries you to the point that you are not even in the moment. How many song services have you missed because of your burden? How, How many handshakes have you missed because of your burden? How many parties did you not go to because of your burden? How many times did you just want to go from the pew to your car and get in your car and just go home and you didn't want to see anybody because of the burden? You see, a burden can occupy the mind. A burden can excite the emotions. A burden, this thing can make you touchy. It can make you excitable. Someone can say one thing, and because you're carrying this burden, then all of a sudden you snap at people. You take a match and you burn bridges. And where somebody does not recognize or realize that you're under the strain, they then interpret your short actions as something that you don't like me anymore. You have something against me. But when in reality, it's a burden. The burden is getting too much. That's why maybe you're touchy at work. That's why maybe that you just are angry all the time. Always remember this, a burden. I don't know what your burden is, but it could be something that's occupying your mind. It could be something that excites the emotion. Maybe your anxiety has dipped to levels that you did not know existed in your emotions. Maybe you are just paranoid. Maybe you are scared. Maybe you're on that fringe to where you think this burden is too much. And maybe if I wasn't here, maybe if I didn't exist, can I just stop and tell you this? Taking your life is not going to solve your burden. It will just give a burden to the family that's left. Y'all listen to this. Nothing is worth taking your own life. But if I were to ask, how many of your burdens have driven you to the point to where you have thought about it? You have contemplated it? You have checked the life insurance policy? You see, these are burdens. You see, when David said, oh, that I had wings that I might fly, David was bordering on the part of a burden that was like, I don't want to live this life anymore. I don't want to be here. A burden could be something that occupies the mind. A burden could be something that excites the emotion. A burden could be something that heavies the heart. Nothing heavies the heart like hurt. Some of you have been hurt. Some of you have been betrayed. Some of you have been done an injustice. Some of you have been talked about. Some of you have been criticized. Some of you have been ridiculed. Some of you have lost friends of a lifetime. Some of you have been forgotten. Some of you found out that they held that party, but you weren't there. Some of you found out that they took a trip, but they never asked you. Somebody found, some of you found out this is the burden. It's the burden of rejection. It's the burden that heavies this heart. It may be the burden that occupies the mind. It may be the burden that excites the emotion. It may be the burden that heavies the heart. It may be a burden that dims your future. You may not see past this day. You may be looking at something that you say, this is a burden I carry. A burden is a circumstance in your life that would make the rest of your life seem unbearable. It is, it is something that when the light's turned on, wife, the husband walks out, I don't see how we're going to make it. Mother, you have to make it all alone. 
How are we going to make it? The widows that in our church, the husband precedes you in death in this burden of how do I move on? Teenagers, the divorce breaks out among your parents. Dad, you lose a good job and now you're looking for a new one. Mother, the child is choosing to live opposite of the way that they were, that they were brought up. This is a burden. This is something that dims the future. A burden could be something that, that occupies the mind. A burden could be something that excites the emotions. A burden could be something that heavies the heart. A burden could be something that dims the future. And then a burden could be something that plagues the spirit. Nothing plagues the spirit like sin. Nothing plagues the spirit like guilt. Nothing takes us to a place in our heart to where we wish we could turn back time. Everything I've just told you is found in the possibilities of life. I don't know what your burden is, but would you look at the solution for your burden? And it's found in Psalms 55, 22. What does it say, please? Cast thy burden upon the Lord. Can you say that with me out loud? You get to memorize a verse tonight. Are you ready? Cast thy burden upon the Lord. Javi's like gone, isn't he? Like I was going to use Javi. I've been waiting all night after I found out God's going to change it to use Javi. Okay, Jackson, where you at? Are you awake, Jackson? Okay, good, you're awake. Come here. Forgive me for the crudeness. He's going to kill, he's going to kill everybody, isn't he? This burden you have, the Bible says, cast it upon the Lord. And sometimes, here you go, that's what the word cast means. The word cast means that you're done dealing with it, and so you cast it upon the Lord. You see, at the moment, it becomes a burden. You say, how do you know this is a burden? When you are not the same you. When, when, when you're not the same husband. You're not the same wife. And before anybody says, no, my life is great, the only people that can say that is Hobby right now because he's asleep. His life's great. Okay? His life's great. In, in, in fact, Brother Israel's about there. He's about, man, I'm about done. And, and but watch this. But cast thy burden upon the Lord. I'm not going to belay it. I'm going to show you the wonderfulness of our God. Cast, look at the wording in the verse. Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain the burden. What's it say? Thee. You see, we forget that God's not only big enough to take the burden, but God's not interested in your burden. God's interested in you. God is big enough that he not only can take your burden, hold your burden, but he can take you. But you know what we do? We have a pity party that says, God, if you'll take this burden, but God doesn't want the burden. He wants the burden owner. This is the difference. This is the difference. And many of you right now are just carrying a burden that is immense. God knows how to take care of the burden. 
but God's after you. Because David knew this, that even if you kill these people, even if you maim these people, I would hate to be on David's bad list for his prayers. He was not a nice man in prayer. But it says this, cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. Look at it. And he will never suffer the burden to return. That's not what it says. He'll never suffer the what, please? Righteous to be moved. God has you exactly where he needs you. Brother Carruthers, we've been praying for you. And your family loves you very much. And when Miss Maxwell was kind of telling us what was going on with your health, I wonder how many times, my friend, you've taken that burden. And in the quietness of a room, you cast it upon the Lord. But you know why you're in church tonight? Because at some point, you not only cast the burden, but you then came and you let the Lord sustain you. I'm done. You brought your burden to the altar, but have you brought you to the altar? God, take this hurt away. God, take this away. My heart can't take this anymore. You know what God wants? God wants you. He'll take the burden, but boy, does he want you. If you've been like me at times, God's taken away the burden, and then you went back to being stupid. <laughs> brother, brother Carl, you're the only one I, I love you, man. And uh, Brother Carl's like, I'm right there with you, Pastor. And uh, how many of the rest of you people are right there with me? Come on now. Yeah, yeah. And, and this burden that we carry is something that at some point we start realizing it's more than just a burden. Go back to Psalms chapter 55. Because in Psalms chapter 55, I want you to notice that in the midst of all of this, in the midst of the being impacted by the things that cause the burden, that's why the Lord said, cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain what? Thee. You see, the thing is that impacted you and gave you the burden still exists in life. Listen to this. They'll always exist in life. If you're looking to get rid of a burden and be burden-free, this is not reality. Reality is you will always be surrounded by people that will cause burdens. Because you're at, the will of, you're at the mercy of the will of man. You're at the mercy of a world that's out of control. You're at the mercy of a, the, a, 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 a theological system that is downplaying the, the virtues of the Bible. You will always be at this mercy. But let me tell you something. God has that way of picking you up and carrying you above this burden. He can take the burden and he can take you. I really hope that you enjoyed the service here at Emmanuel. Thank you for taking the time to tune in. At the bottom of the screen is my cell phone number. If I can do anything for you, please give me a call. I trust that you'll be back with us for the next broadcast. God bless you, my friend. Have a great week.